You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Yeah, I mean, there was a real, there was a range, and I kind of feel like each section of the Florida Trail had kind of its plant associates, and possibly that's how the the potential uh, book or pamphlet will even be, yeah. will be laid out. Um, you know, like when you're in Big Cypress, you have all of the dwarf cypress trees and the alligator flag and the uh, wax myrtle, and then suddenly you hit the Seminole section, and that's practical fields of dog fennel. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was Heather, Bot, Housekeeper, and Scott, Wiseman, Weiss, 2019 Florida Trail Through Hikers. And I'm Misty Ridley Little, and welcome to the second season of the podcast. It feels good to be back chatting with hikers and getting another year of podcast produced for hikers' ears. A little break was much needed after a successful first year of the podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing where the podcast goes this coming year. So you may know Heather and Scott from reading Heather's blog, The Botanical Hiker, which documented their recent thru-hike, but Heather and Scott have previous long trail and hiking experiences, from the Mountains to Sea Trail, the AT, the Finger Lakes Trail, and the Long Path. Both share an interest in the botanical world, and Scott is a blues musician in his own right, with a long touring career. With their shared interest in hiking and plants, they found themselves on a short section of the Florida Trail in 2018, which became the impetus for their 2019 thru-hike. Our conversation spans their exploration of Florida's botanical wonderland, their encounters with trail angels and the Florida Trail Hikers Alliance members, an experience with Baxter, the hiking pup along the Suwannee River, an experience that previous guests Stretch and Rainbow Juice in episode 17 also enjoyed, as well as an engagement experience along the trail. Oh, and a quick note, at the 29-minute mark of the actual episode, there's an F-bomb that was snuck in that I couldn't find a clever way to cut out and still make the episode flow. So if you have tiny listeners around you while listening, just take note. Otherwise, the episode is pretty safe for all audiences. And honestly, I had to go back twice to re-listen to make sure that's what I heard. And this isn't a clean or explicit podcast. It doesn't matter to me either way, but I do know that sometimes we listen to podcasts with our kids in the car and you may just want a heads up on that. Anyway, it's a great episode to kick off the season and I hope you enjoy it. And if you're new to the podcast this season or new to the Florida Trail, I encourage you to dig in and listen to some of the earlier episodes, especially the ones with Jim Kern, the founder of the Florida Trail, and the episode with Sandra Friend and John Keatley, together known as Florida Hikes and the people behind the Florida Trail guidebook. That will give you a good primer on the Florida Trail. If you enjoyed the podcast and haven't had a chance to leave a five-star rating and a review, consider doing so on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can find the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and I'm on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast. If you're interested in being a guest or recommending a guest, you can drop me an email at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com. All right, on to the episode. Yeah, I guess I just kind of start with how I came across you guys. My husband, I think you guys posted or someone posted in the Florida Trail Facebook group that there's some botanical hikers going to hike the Florida Trail. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> and um, so we were so excited because we're kind of plant nerd people. And um, yeah, I was just really excited to just chat with you guys. I think you guys have some diverse backgrounds and uh, bring a definitely a unique perspective to the Florida Trail. So I'm right. glad you guys wanted to come. Yeah, well, we appreciate you having us for yep. sure. Awesome. Well, I guess maybe if we get started, um, if you want to just like introduce yourselves, uh, who you are, your trail names, and I guess kind of how you guys met and became hiking, a hiking couple, I guess. <laughs> 
be a long story now. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my name is Heather, housekeeper. Uh, trail name is the Botanical Hiker. Uh, I often go by Bot just for uh, sake of ease. Um, you want me to introduce you? What do we Scott Weiss. Um, trail name Wiseman. And uh, what? And well, we met. Uh, we met. Roughly four years ago, um, I had just returned from a through hike on the Finger Lakes Trail um, and was visiting my family here in Pennsylvania. I had been living in Asheville, uh, North Carolina, and I more or less had lived there for about, I guess, 11 years, um, kind of on and off the last last few years there. And um, anyway, I was visiting family after finishing up and we picked a really nice restaurant to go to and Scott happened to be uh, the manager there and um, <laughs> and waiting tables that evening as well. So well, it was the second time you were there. It was the second time I was there. You yes. came in before your FLT hike. Well, I came in uh, after my, what? We always have to go back and think about this. Before and after. Yeah. Well, after my mountain sea yeah. trail hike. So I, I had come in a year previous after I finished the mountain sea trail before I was going back down to Asheville. And I had met him there that evening as well. And I had said to a number of the people that worked under me or were trying to like, oh, how about this girl? How about that girl? And I said, well, see that girl? That's the type of girl for me. And, uh, and then a year later, she came back in, and one of the waitresses said, that girl, the only girl that you like is here. And I got caught, like, peeking through a doorway. And I purposely did choose to come back to that restaurant because I had remembered him. And I thought, oh, you know, it would be nice, be nice to see him again. And that time he wasted no time in asking me out to go for uh, go for a hike sometime. And uh, I didn't have to be back to Asheville right away. I didn't have anything lined up, so... Uh, I stayed in town, and we went out on some dates, and then I just decided I'd stay a little bit longer, and I've been here now, we've been here now for nearly four years, yeah. so um, he had done, well, you could talk a little bit about your previous hiking experience before meeting me. Yeah, I never thought that anyone, that it was important to count miles per se or register you know i'd done uh maybe half of the what did i do <laughs> well you did you did a good continental portion divide of trail. the continental divide trail um, and a good portion of the appalachian trail yeah most of the appalachian trail and then just wandered okay okay so, so that's good you guys had a y'all both had a background of hiking when you when you met so it was like a shared interest then yeah absolutely and then our first uh long distance hike together was on the long path so that was the first hike where i'd ever had a hiking yeah. partner and you as well yeah our first through hike yeah. so that was our first uh, i was basically you know trained with the guy uh basically <laughs> i trained with the guy tom brown tracking and survival skills and many native american uh medicine men and that's okay my, as far as plants so I hiked with like a knapsack and like a blanket. <laughs> oh, wow. So you really did like a, a yeah, bushcrafting kind of thing. Yeah, mostly barefoot. You know, right. Totally different. 
And then Heather was like, we're going to do that. And I'm like, oh, and we have to do how many miles to what? I was the more traditional backpacker who had an itinerary and all the gear. So I was like, okay, let's just, I'm going with it. She knows, and and we'll go with your style hike. And we've done both styles. We've bushwhacked, and uh, it seems nicer doing your style. (laughs) I think it's maybe over the, like, you know, uh, survivalist... um, well, I'm not over it, but he likes a little more comforts yeah. now than he yeah. than he used to. So, right, I'm happy to have have the tents and the sleeping bag and <clears throat> yeah, the rain gear and all of yeah. that. So. <laughs> so, so if you had he had the survivalist kind of background, so he was already kind of knowing plants and that sort of thing. How did you become, I guess, a botanical herbalist hiker? Is that like do you have a degree or is it just something you kind of learned as you? came into adulthood how did that happen um yeah so i have a certification so i'm a certified a certified herbalist and i guess my interest in that really developed when i was through hiking the appalachian trail okay Uh, that was my first hike in 2008 and while i was out there for six months you know one of my reasons why i had taken on this hike was to better connect with the plants and to better connect with my natural surroundings. And I realized while I was out there just how little I knew. And honestly, I felt like I wasn't connecting to the depth at which I could um, if I was more knowledgeable in, in the plants and what I could use for food and what I could use for medicine. I felt like I was very much relying upon the towns and civilization. So upon finishing uh, the Appalachian Trail, then I enrolled in herbal medicine school got my certification that was a year-long program um much of it was in the field so we spent cumulatively about a month um literally camping out and using the plants for food and medicine and so that was a great um you know introductory experience to to doing that uh for myself someday um and then after that program i thought well how can i better expand my knowledge of the plants of the region in which I was living then, which was uh, North Carolina. I was living in Asheville. Uh, So that's what led me to pick the mountains to sea trail. And I thought, well, I'm going to try and put my skills to use too. So I'm going to forage and uh, try and at least harvest some wild greens and berries as I go and rely more upon natural medicines as I hike. Uh, And I did set out with the purpose to uh, write a book, too, about the plants that I encountered along that trail. I didn't know if any of it would actually, you know, work out. (laughs) It was the first time taking on a through hike with all those elements. Um, But it worked out beautifully. Um, I didn't uh, subsist completely off the plants, but I integrated them into my typical backpacker fare and did use the medicines as needed um, from plants that I found along the way for first aid and uh my first book came out of that and it's still selling (laughs) it's still selling wow good (laughs) a guide to the edible and medicinal plants of the mountains to sea trail so just writing that book even expanded my knowledge further and then all of my hikes after that were plant focused and followed that same kind of uh structure basically (laughs) so um i hiked the mountains to sea trail again uh, this time going the opposite direction from the sea to the mountains. And then uh, when I hiked the Finger Lakes Trail, 
I studied those plants and put out a book about uh, edible medicinal plants of the Finger Lakes Trail. Um, and so that was yet more learning. So with each trail I hike, I build upon, you know, that, that basic knowledge that I got in herbal medicine school. Um, right. Yeah. And mine was basically to find myself and relaxation after <laughs> touring as a musician for years. You know, I just up and left and nobody knew where I was. And I just, you know, hiked until I wound up in a monastery in Boulder and Buddhist. And I just left the music business, you know, completely. And uh, until I moved up here and some of my friends found me, you know, from the business. And uh, so now I play when I want to, but it's not a 200 night a year thing anymore. And what gave me to become was hiking and studying plants and, you know, spirituality as far as earth things go with Native Americans. And, and then that's what we do together. We hike and we're kind of like in this zone of like, you know, 20 minutes talking about a plant. You know? <laughs> wow. You know, okay. Well, we didn't get very far, but anyway. <laughs> so we kind of, even on the Florida trail and the, and the long path, we kind of had to be like, okay, you know, we got to move on because we got to do some miles, but we're going to take pictures and then we're going to research and talk about it later tonight when we get to camp. So it was cool. You know, it gave us something to do and we were continuously working and studying. So one of the things my husband pointed out, he's like, well, I thought they would post more photos and like of plants and things like, well, they're hiking as well. I'm sure that they weren't spending like, you know, an hour on, you know, a 500 foot section of trail <laughs> inspecting all of the plants. You know, they have to hike and you know, you have to think about when you're out there too, you're hiking and also enjoying the trail, but you're also trying to uh, make miles as well. So okay. I guess put that into perspective, like how did you guys prep and kind of plan from a botanical aspect? Were you just looking for like interesting plants or did you have anything in mind beforehand that you were seeking out to look for? Well, that was challenging and especially challenging on the Florida trail because this was a region that I knew next to nothing about. I mean, my experience before our section hike on the Florida Trail the year before had been Disney World when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know the region well. Um, when I hiked the Mountains to Sea Trail, I did encounter some of those same plants because I reached the coastal plain and I spent about, mm, probably about two, two, three weeks out in that area. Um, but really, I was like a stranger in a strange land. So, what I did to prepare um, was basically get my hands on as many uh, Florida plant guides as I could. Uh, did research online. Green Dean was a great resource. He's a Florida uh, forager. Um, and basically tried to learn what I could about some of the edible medicinal plants that we might encounter. I took a look at what season uh, many of those plants would be growing to see what would actually be available while we were there in the winter. Yeah, winter's a hard time to harvest. Yeah, because even yeah. though it's Florida, there's still not, as you know, as much growth right. as you would have in the, the spring, summer, or, or even fall. Um, so basically, I tried to just study up and, you know, become familiar with the plants on that level um and we did that even from day one at camp at night we were just like studying the plants and trying to identify different ones that we took pictures of and 
it's still a work in progress. In fact, the people that host run the Florida tra- the Alliance, mm-hmm. you know, I think there was a dozen people. So you can write a plank. Guy, so write a plank <laughs> so, and uh, Heather's working on it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and then once we were actually on the trail, I carried uh, just one plank guide with me. And then, of course, we had our smartphones, but mine was typically off. So that wasn't a resource I used. I used a whole lot. Um, and as we hiked and I, I came across plants I didn't recognize, I would just try and take the time to identify what those were. Um, and I guess because I have, uh, you know, I do have a firm foundation in in botanicals. I had a sense of, okay, maybe what family am I looking at yeah. here? You know, so I, I didn't have to stop at every single plant I saw. I kind of had a sense of, okay, well, is this a mint? Okay, a mint might have some value for me. You know, or a member of the Heath family might have some value for me. Um, or, oh, that's wax myrtle. Like, let me see what species of wax myrtle this is. We, we took our time with trying to get to know them that way. But unfortunately, like you said, you know, there were miles to be done and so many... Um, challenges that I had not dealt with on other hikes either, such as, you know, swamp walking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, an extreme alligators, um, snakes and yeah, extreme weather. Extreme weather or uh, you know, long long stretches where uh good water was hard to come by. Right. I mean I had encountered bits and pieces of that on other trails, but water was a real concern on the Florida Trail for for a good length of the way. So anyway, you know, you're dealing with these challenges as you're trying to take on a project at the same time. Um, but I felt like, you know, and at first I doubted, I doubted our ability in the first couple of weeks. So I was like, Oh my God, how <laughs> do I get to know this entire region, you know, while dealing with all these other struggles, and, you know, you, you go northbound and you start in big Cypress, which is one of the, the top five, you know, toughest hikes in the world you know you're buried up to your knee in a mud sucking <laughs> swamp you know and you're like ah, you know and it's rough you know and you're like oh well, what could be possibly over there and the water goes as far as your eyes can see and you've never been in that situation before and it's kind of like hmm what's swimming at my legs i have no idea <laughs> yeah. but and so that is like you know your first what three four days yeah yeah, so that was interesting. But but beautiful. I was but I was very pleased too. Though remember after uh, we were out there for a couple of weeks, I started counting up. Uh, okay, what plants have I learned? Because each day I would keep a list of those plants that I got to know or that I recognized. Um, and you know, between what from mile this to mile that, I saw these plants. Um, so I started looking, flipping through my notebook and also real and seeing the list, the length of the list. And then also realizing that I was beginning to recognize, recognize yeah. these plants. They're mm-hmm. beginning to become familiar. I could say them by name. And I thought this, okay, this is going to come together. I just gotta <laughs> give it some time. And, and I do feel like it was successful that way. Um, I feel like we managed a broad survey of, the edible medicinal plants that are along the Florida trail. Right. Yeah. And it's such a, it's a huge, I mean, you're going from, you know, basically the subtropics to the deep South. So it's a huge, like diverse array of plants. I mean, I would assume it's similar to like the mountains of sea trail where you're going from the ocean to, you know, 6,000 feet. So um, you're going to be seeing all sorts of different things along that route that, you know, you can't imagine the diversity. 
it sounds like it's kind of mind boggling what you put together. Yeah, there's many boreal zones, you know, with different plant life throughout the Florida Trail. It was kind of like, oh, where are we now? And then you also have, you know, seeds that were carried over from like, I don't know, the Caribbean or somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, that were dropped in there. So then you're looking at a native plant book and it's not in there. And you're like, oh, now I got to look further and I got to research further. Well, this one came from Guatemala or, or over in that way, you know, and this one came from, you know, so it's very difficult. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there was a real, there was a range and I kind of feel like each section of the Florida trail had kind of its plant associates and possibly that's how the, the potential uh, book or pamphlet will even be, yeah. will be laid out. Um, you know, like when you're in big Cypress, you have all of the dwarf Cypress trees and the alligator flag and the uh, wax myrtle. And then suddenly you hit the Seminole section and that's practical fields of dog fennel and, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and, and Okeechobee with all the little, uh, Spanish needles and Florida snow that were growing in the grass, you know, the wax myrtle disappeared, the uh, cypress trees were, you know, non-existent from what I recall, um, you know, so each section was dramatically different uh, from, and then you hit the prairie, then you hit the prairie with yeah. um, the salt palmetto and the uh, candy weed and landscape violet. wild and, oranges and like lemons and citrus. Yeah. Orlando and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was quite, quite the range. And I guess it was beneficial that we were looking at, you know, the, the edible and medicinal plants, not trying to necessarily catalog all of the plants. And you that figure, right. Yeah. An orange hanging from the tree, it's going to be sweet and it's like 88 degrees and it's humid as hell. And then you bite into it and it's like, this is extremely sour. <laughs> you research that, you know, those citrus trees were brought over from Europe as a bitter fruit and we cultivated them to be sweet. So it's only the ones that have been let go, you know, the longer they are let go into their natural state, they become more bitter. So we right. would come across these trees and be like, uh, after like five times of coming across them, we're like, eh, I don't know, we'll skip that one. <laughs> yeah, the tangerines were always good. They were. They were. Yeah. We still loaded up our backpacks with oh, far yeah. too many yeah. oranges that turned out to be disappointing. <laughs> yeah. The actually the only grapefruit I have ever liked has been a wild grapefruit in Florida. Really? And yeah. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. It was actually a little sweet and you know, there seems like the grocery store ones are always just really bitter and I've never enjoyed them, but that one is just like miraculous. <laughs> Oh, well, the wild tangerines were just incredible. And, you know, when you're out there for that length of time, any kind of fresh, juicy Like up by Tassahatchee and little big econ is where they are. And I was like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh. And then some were so sour that they made the back of your throat go numb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, oh, my goodness, this feeling never going to go away. Um, But, you know, very, very enlivening. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask Scott from your perspective, because um, you were interested in like the more Native American aspect of of plants and and I guess wild crafting, because Florida actually has a pretty rich history of of tribal oh, culture too. Did you do any research beforehand uh, about about the tribes and that kind of thing? I had talked with a, a friend of mine, also uh, an old older Tory musician, about uh, edibles and medicinals briefly, but then he was headed out, uh, you know. Uh, out on uh, tour a little bit but uh you know he gave me a couple people that in the future we can call 
and uh, and study a little bit more now. But I didn't do as much as I wanted to because you know life is so busy. But yeah, that's something that when we go to you know Heather starts to put together a book, I can put her in contact with them and just get some you know uh, get some native perspective of like the things that they used them for and you know which would be great because it's totally different than reading your it's totally different to getting that perspective like of european herbalism. yeah of european herbalism because you know she's kind of we found plants and i've been like well that's useful for this and she's like oh yeah and then she knows the the latin names and i'm like i don't know it's called <laughs> called snake root i don't know and it's true depending on the culture that you're looking at it, each culture has its own uses for the same plants yeah. mm-hmm. um so there's there's some crossover but you know i would say i'm trying to think of an example um what would be sweet fern sassafras or yes or, yes or, no, so uh, sweet so sweet fern which is a right. native plant that is um local up here in the northeast right. uh i would say that sweet fern is a decongestant and diaphoretic which means that it warms the body whereas scott would say it's a blood cleanser i had never and uh yeah yeah it can heard of it as such can totally but it makes sense detoxify you when you're going through a cold and you know extreme stomach pains it can loosen the stomach pains and like and that's the, the diaphoretic properties and the yeah know, so we would geek out on plants like you know and then it'll go on for an hour <laughs> well so and so said that they used it for his mother, you know, his medicine man in the tribe used it for this. Oh, so then we compile the list and like, oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah, but- so it's been really great, you know, having having his perspective as well to contribute to to my angle. Yeah, and hers as well, because then I'm educated. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. Then you can call the plants <laughs> by the Latin name. Don't get so confused. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that must make, I guess, entertaining hiking. You guys are probably talking for a lot of the day, I would assume. Um, I mean, I'm sure you zone out too, like most hikers as well. But being able to have, I guess, that kind of intellectual conversation. Uh, it was nice. Amazing. She spotted a plant or I spotted a plant and we're like, oh, did you see this? She's like, oh. And that's yeah, like because a, maybe I was spacing out in that moment. Yeah. But at least he was paying like, attention oh, or vice versa. A, a seven minute break. Good. I can have a cigarette. You know, <laughs> on the plant. You know, yes, he still cool. smoked regularly. On the oh yeah, I smoked the pack. <laughs> whatever. Is it out, right? <laughs> um. Well, I guess transition a little bit from plants. So you guys had your like a preliminary hike uh, the year before. How did you guys decide to come do that? And did how did did that spur you to do the Florida Trail, or were you already thinking about doing the Florida Trail? Well, mom. My mom is in Sarasota, and so we wanted to go down and spend some time with her. And then, you know, no offense, mom, but, you know, after five, six days, you're kind of like, hmm, well, what can we do now? <laughs> like, you know, so then we were like, well, maybe we can hike a little bit of the Florida Trail and see if it's something we want to do. But on the long path, when we were about, you know... About halfway through, maybe? About halfway through, I said, oh. what, what's going to be our next long-distance hike? And Heather like was like, you know... <laughs> Which filled me with so much joy, I came and expressed it, because my, my fear on the long path was, because it was our first long-distance hike together, was... You know, am I going to scare him away from my style of hiking forever? Is he never going to want to go on another? Which is why we both hiked alone, and you know, in in our past. And uh, but it was actually 
awesome and we became relying upon each other in ways that we didn't know you know like oh this is great you know this is great because i don't know if you're two of the same people then you just you know you move along as two of the same people you know hiking in unison which doesn't happen often i mean there are moments where you're like ah, you know <laughs> yeah then <laughs> that's like anything but it's not anything major it's actually beneficial so you were then planning or asking about our next hike halfway yeah. through the long path and um was it you or was it me that said well what about the florida trail yeah I don't know. and we I can't think recall it was you. And then, so we tried to, we did, what, 10 days or a week? So or? since his mother was in Sarasota, we were going down to visit. Yeah. We were like, well, we'll be very close to a portion of the Florida Trail. Yeah. So we went out for a week. We started off from the Cracker General store. How many miles did we do? We did a little less than 100. Yeah. And made it basically to the town of uh, Kissimmee. You know, we didn't we didn't know. We didn't really know what to expect. I had just bought the Florida Trail Guide, Sandra Friends right. Guide, like, for that hike like right before it and um we ended up falling in love with it absolutely yeah. falling in love with it and i fell in love with florida i mean honestly when he was like let's go down and visit my mother in florida this was our first time going down to visit her i was like oh my god like i you know because <laughs> i'm not a beach person i am a mountain girl and i just you know it's it's not my my thing florida's not all beaches yuppies and disneyland you know it's, there's a lot more to Florida, and it's so beautiful. But but to see you know the the landscape, the countryside of Florida, and to you know feel feel that landscape for the first time, like connect with it because we were out there for a week. It was really incredible, and um, so our wheels started turning about. Well, I don't know. Could we imagine doing this as a through hike? And and I was and I was meeting so many new plants. Yeah. And that was exciting to me because, you know, hiking the Finger Lakes Trail, the Long Path, those were both New York State trails. So a lot of the same plants and um, the Mountains of Sea Trail, a good portion of that, you know, some of those were the same plants I saw on the Appalachian Trail. And so being in Florida, I might as well have been on another planet. So, yeah, um, <laughs> so, that was, so that was just really exciting that way. And so we kind of just kept that in the back of our minds and as Winter began to uh, to approach up here in the Northeast. And you could spend 600 hours a month on heat alone in the Northeast, plus your regular bills. And we're like, you know, it'd be cheaper to go hiking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were able to do it with um, with our work. Both of our jobs are flexible. Yeah. And we said, well, let's, let's go for it. Let's see what it's like to, it. to long distance hike in Florida. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess with all of that ex that experience you had on the Florida Trail, did you do any other kind of special prep beforehand other than, you know, kind of learning a little bit about the plants? Were you guys anticipating the water or were you, you knew about it, but not so much how bad it was going to be? We were watching videos and then people were like, oh, this is big cypress. And they're like taking their phone and like, oh, look, it's a python. Oh, look, it's a cottonmouth. Oh, look. And it's like right <laughs> at their feet. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, look, a panther. We probably you know. did the worst thing one could do before setting out on the Florida Trail. Yeah, we watched those YouTube videos, and then we watched Everglades documentaries. Um, which, of course, <laughs> you know, they, they go out there, and they happen to run into, oh, yeah. like, an alligator right off the bat, you know. You know, or... documentaries like, and nine of the most dangerous snakes. <laughs> <laughs> not quite here in the Florida, everything, like, 
But at the same time, it was setting the scene for, okay, like we are, we are getting ready to have an adventure. This is going to be a really different experience. So we did do research by asking questions on the FT through hike 2019 page. We asked some questions of folks there. We um, studied Sandra Friend's guidebook. What else did we do? We yes. went out and to, we went to Skunk Ape headquarters the day before. <laughs> and yeah. It's very important to be prepared for the, for the Skunk Apes. It's yes. <laughs> um, so there was there was preparations in, okay, well, what are we going to wear when we're going through the swamps? Yeah. Um, and Heather's preparations were, you know, uh, our mail drops with our food and, and cigarettes and all the things, fuel that we need and you know, she's a, one of the experts at figuring out, like, okay, you can have three snacks a day, and you can have this and this and this and this, and then by the time we get to here, we're going to get a mail drop at X, because there's no store in between there. And so she figured all that out, which was like, wow. You know. And and that's, you know, I mean, that's something I really enjoy. typical guy would have been really like, enjoy. hey, you know, I'll find food somewhere, <laughs> and you go into a gas station. <laughs> but i mean that and that comes with any long distance yeah. hike and you know i guess the the florida trail something that stumped me right off the bat i was i thought okay well how are we going to get water in the levee section um because i could see in sandra friend's book that she remarked on how all the water was contaminated and to do water caches ahead of time and I thought, how are we going to do this from Pennsylvania? You know, like we're going to yeah. get up there and then and then drive out to the Florida Trail ahead of time and cache water and then drive back to his mother's house and then we're going to go back to the terminus again. And, and unique to its own, the Florida Trail has this alliance and these group of passionate people that that provided all provided, that. Provided, you know, in water, a very organized fashion, water caches and this they paid attention they were you know in florida there's no vistas there's no like you get to a mountain and you're like huh. yeah it's these people that reach out throughout the florida trail alliance they're the high points they're the high points like, <laughs> going up like hey can i slack back you today like oh i've been following you i'm in the, i'm on the alliance blah, 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 blah. do you need anything uh well as a matter of fact i could use a you know yeah, and then a couple of days later, you know, someone will message you on the Facebook page, which is only for through hikers, to be like, hey, you know, if you're headed towards this point, uh, you know, is there anything that you need? It'd be like, I love an orange soda right now. You know, <laughs> a bit brutal hike, and then sure enough, you know, a couple of miles later, there they are with cold orange soda, and they're just really, really, really good people, and they know kind of the trail, and at the point where you're like. I could really use a bed right now. And it's, oh, well, by the way, we're taking you back to so-and-so's house tonight. You're staying there. We're like, what? And we're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So despite the fact that we were, you know, starting off a little apprehensive and with these, um, you know, new challenges of walking yeah. through swamps and, you know, initially thinking that water was going to be difficult, we immediately felt supported because, you know, before we even left left our our home you know we had folks reaching out to us about the water caches via <laughs> facebook saying like when are you going to be coming through we want to make sure there's water there is there anything else you might need there and, and we're like huh yeah what? so that was um a really nice a nice thing to have to have that support right off right. the bat yeah 
No, I have heard a lot of great things about the Florida Trail Hikers Alliance in the last year since I've joined the podcast. So many hikers have been just really thankful for especially those water caches. And I'm I'm like, I wish I had had that in 2010 or 2011. You know, I remember carrying a ton of water out of the Seminole Reservation. And then like my feet are killing me because there's a roadwalk. There was a roadwalk right out of there. And thinking, man, it would have been great to have it goes a long way to say what the, what they have been doing and how well they have been they've been making through hikers feel um, how good they've been making through hikers feel. So yeah, and you know we learned from some other hikers who we met along the way that you do have to join that page and you do have to for the future hikers you do have to reach out and say hey I could use a you know you have to ask you have to put yourself out there because some people are like oh I didn't join. And this is horrible and I just want to get done. And we're like, well, that's not our experience at all, you know, and uh, right. Well, folks, folks who felt like it was a very solitary experience. I mean, firstly, these were people who were hiking alone you yeah. know, so at each other, which was helpful, very helpful. And and I had reached out to we both had reached out to um, members of the Alliance before we even started hiking and said, we're going to be hiking. Just want to put this out there. This is our purpose. This is why we're doing this. And that um, was the beginning of our connections. And those connections grew as we communicated through Facebook and met people along the way. But, um, um, it's our horse. Sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, is that a horse or a dog? <laughs> <laughs> So that, that, that grew, those connections grew. Okay, I yeah. lost my train of thought. And, you know, what some of these uh, folks that were hiking solitary said was, oh, like, I, you know, I didn't have that experience of meeting these trail angels along the way. But at the same time, they hadn't introduced themselves on Facebook. They hadn't really reached out. So obviously, you know, you people have to know that you're, that you're out there hiking in the first place. You know, I mean, you, you could on the Florida trail because there's so few through hikers out there just hike through and maybe never be yeah. never see right. any you know but you have you have to it's reach a very out hard trail to do unassisted right right well on that note you guys besides you know the trail angels and the hikers alliance you guys also ran into a lot of friends and family as well so that probably had a lot of i don't know about a lot but you guys had several encounters with people you didn't know so that probably had to boost the experience a little bit oh definitely definitely yeah it was your aunt my aunt Kathy, yeah, she lived in Orlando. And then Heather's good, our good friend from Asheville came up to join in. Uh, came down to join. Came down to join. In Apalachicola. In Apalachicola section, mm -hmm. which was great. You and know, then your cool. friend uh, Bobby. Yeah, my friend David. Bobby from the music business. And uh, he picked us up. And so, yeah, it was kind of nice. You know, it was good to see that. But we actually made great friends where we were there with a lot of the people in the Alliance. And, you know, Heather was like this uh, famous hiker, you know, <laughs> oh, because it's a, it's connected with the. Well, with um, it, it was really interesting when we went to Billy Goat Days um, to run into hikers that I knew from other trails and from other trail conferences from other organizations um, like Alda, you know, there's mm -hmm. links between Alda and the the Florida, uh, Florida Trail Hikers Alliance, and then people I knew from hiking the mountains to sea trail, like people I literally met, you know, who were out for a day hike or a section 
here they were at the at Billy Go days because they had through hiked the Florida Trail like some years later. Right. right. Chuck Norris had helped start the alliance with Sandra and John right back in the day, but he had seen Heather speak at Alda right mm-hmm. years ago, and so he automatically knew that you know you were you and I were coming through, and they had in their mind planned to help us out when we really needed it, and he was like this, you know. Um, all of a sudden, poof, there's Chuck. And take, <laughs> like, oh, wow, we could really use you right now. Yeah, really, really. But the Florida Trail seems like a place where, uh, you know, there's a lot of interconnectedness. Yeah. You know? Yes. That's yes. maybe Florida Trail. Most people aren't hiking the Florida Trail as their first through hiking experience. You know, normally you're coming at the Florida Trail having already hiked one of the, you know, more well-known long-distance trails like the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail, or maybe you've hiked a number of other long-distance trails before you've made your way to to the Florida Trail. So there was like a an interconnectedness there yeah. that I hadn't encountered on other cool. long-distance trails. And it's like one of the few trails that you can hike in the winter. So right. You know, yeah. where are all of us through hiking that's going to end up? <laughs> right. <laughs> come, come cold months. <laughs> so I guess Maybe one of the negative interactions, I guess it wasn't negative necessarily, but you guys did run into some law enforcement at Fishing in Creek. Uh, did you guys have any other like iffy experiences or was it pretty much all a positive experience? No, I mean, that was that was even a good experience. I mean, the guy was super nice. Yeah, once he realized what we were doing and why we were there. Yeah, and he was like... He shared with us that he always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's this is after the shock of this big truck with the big lights, and we're like, ah, you know, in the, you know, at dark. But, yeah, he was very cool. He let us stay there. Right, right. And he was like, you know, uh, just let the future people know that you can't really camp here. And we had seen that, you know, there was only one person ahead of us at that point that, you know, someone had camped there. So we were like, okay, we'll camp there. But, you know, we live and learn. We could have hiked another mile down the road and, you know, and camped legally. But, we, you know, it was cool. Yeah, there was right. no, I don't think we had any other negative. Most of the, even the local people were so nice, you know, like local yokels, you know, we're like, do you need anything, you know, roll down there you know rickety old truck and you know very sweet and very supportive and Mm -hmm. you know telling their little stories of like well the creek you're headed into i pulled a a python that would go from the bottom of the side of my truck all the way over so be careful i'm like great (laughs) or a rattler snake that was the biggest one he'd ever seen in his life and i'm like Okay, have a nice day, and then we got to go hike through it. You know, like, <laughs> but they were sweet. They asked us if we needed anything, and they yeah, were the just trying were very to helpful. share their experiences. Yeah, everywhere. You know, we had this lady, uh, you know, just yelling like, "Hey!" And we're like, "What?" You know, did we step on your <laughs> from lawn? Her, from her front do? porch. Yeah, <laughs> come here. You know, we got some some iced tea and just sat and chatted with them. Wasted, you know, like an hour, but it was so cool because yeah, know, they invited us for dinner. They wanted to stay for dinner, and just, we couldn't. But like yeah. just normal, like local people who were just very supportive. It was yeah, no other, no bad experience. You know. Which is good. No, no, no. I felt like the people we met were very. Yeah. I I was really aware of that. Uh, how kind folks were, you know. Even when we'd be sitting on the pavement outside <clears throat> of a gas station, you know, and potentially would look like homeless people or something, you know. Yeah. It, 
people seem to care not you know they would say hi or say oh what a beautiful day it is or yeah do you need anything or hey what are you doing oh that's so cool and you know so just really a lot of people were aware of the florida trail as opposed to some of the other trails where they're like i didn't know there was a trail that went through here yeah but it was nice good good no i that's great to hear because i've heard a couple other like iffier situations, but I mean, for the most part, I think, thankfully, I feel like people's interactions with locals on the Florida Trail has been good. So yeah, I'm, I'm... and we were a heterosexual white couple, right? Right. <laughs> Not to be any, you know, but you know that, but it's that true was beneficial. That that's beneficial, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. in a lot of places, that would be the case. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So non-human encounters, you guys also had some dog encounters with Baxter and Amos. And I was reading through about Baxter and I'm like, oh, wait, I think Hiker Lore, I think they ran into Baxter as well. So he seemed to get around quite a bit. Uh, maybe you talk about your interactions with uh, trail dogs. Well, our dog right now must have an awareness that you're asking about the trail dogs because he just start started bark. barking. <laughs> I'm sorry if I have to tend to that in a minute, but... Um, yeah, so trail dogs. I I grew up with a lot of dogs. Um, I kind of had vowed, and, and dogs that I, I loved, but they were a little crazy. So I kind of vowed yeah. as an adult that I was I was good on dogs unless I and I I was found the like, perfect hey, maybe, dog. Maybe we should get a dog. She's like, no. We I have, have a cat have that cat I'm very happy blah, blah, blah. with, and um, but on this trail. You know, we encountered two incredibly sweet dogs. And because the Florida Trail, you know, sometimes you do battle monotony because you don't have, uh, you know, the daily vista. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your rewards are more subtle. And so when we encountered Baxter uh, there by the Suwannee, you know, this black dog that just came around the corner on this dirt road and was all excited and then took off running in front of us and then hiked with us for nine miles. It distracted us from <laughs> the monotony and he was so cheerful like a dog. Like, and we did call the owner because he had a, a collar on. Mm -hmm. um, and the owner just said, oh, well, he's used to going to uh, Holton Creek Camp. Yeah. You mind just letting him come with you? Are you headed that way? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, okay. okay. Um, so he was great, and he actually helped us get around uh, some difficult sinkholes there on the Suwannee. He seemed to know, you know, where oh, to okay. go. Yeah, come, <laughs> come along this little ridge here around the sinkhole through these saw palmettos. I'll show you the way. We should maybe let him back in. Um, <laughs> it's fitting. It's fitting to the topic, right? And then the, f the first aim is we were hiking into White Springs. Yeah, well, we were hiking out of White Springs. We stopped at Dollar General to resupply because there's a Dollar General everywhere on the Florida Trail. And um, and this dog was outside, and we just kind of like, yeah, he's coming. And we'd seen him running around on the, the side streets as we were packing yeah. our backpacks out front. And, and he followed us out of town, and we... He we followed even, us into the liquor store. The post he, office. The post office. He waited outside. <laughs> he waited outside. We, by the time we got to the reason. post office, the lady in the post office was like, oh, is that your dog? We're like, no, it's not. I have no idea. <laughs> it belongs to. And 15 miles later, he was... Yeah. Well, we even stopped at an Outfitters just as we were reaching the edge of town. And I said, you know, do you, is this oh, a resident okay. dog? Do you see him? Do you normally see this dog running around? Like, we're about to go out into a major road because the trail, from what we understood, was partially flooded at that point. Yeah. So we were taking a detour. And 
And the guy said, you know, I, I haven't seen him, but by the looks of him, he's a hunting dog that's been abandoned. He wasn't a good hunter. You know, he's, he's lucky he didn't get shot in the head. That's normal. Mm. And so we were horrified. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. But we had no choice but to keep walking. So then we set out on this busy road, and here is this dog, you know, walking the white line, darting in and out of the road. My heart is in my throat because I think this poor thing's going to get hit. We made him a leash out of our so bear we, hang. So we got our bear hang out, and we found a uh, uh, some kind of Nike ribbon on the ground. So we made him a collar and a leash, yep. and we thought, well, since we're like responsible for you now because you're following us out of town, we're at least going to make sure you're safe. We bought dog food. <laughs> so we, uh, he hiked on with us for 15 miles, and all the while we're wondering what on earth are we going to do with this dog because we did let him off the leash once we were on safer terrain and he just kept following um yeah i'm like let's let him off the leash maybe he'll run home but now he was like oh you guys are still going and he just followed us and at this point we still had 600 miles left of the trail and we said we can't adopt a dog we can't and he was in bad shape he, he in, um, yeah. had a torn ear he was you know covered in fleas we got from white springs to suwanee springs right to suwanee springs and uh we adopted them to very nice young boys who were coming yeah, by and, there were two boys coming by yeah. in an off-road vehicle and they're like hey nice dog and we stopped and we're I'm like, like you want him <laughs> <"Hey, of course." laughs> and they were and they were very excited and they said oh well we we've got dogs at home already sure we'll we'll take them off your hands we don't want to see him have to walk that far and and... as soon as he's pulling away and they're a little buggy there you know we were like Oh, our hearts just broke. Our, I mean, oh. literally, literally tears down the face. Like, what yeah. did we just do? How could we not take him with us? And and that stuck with us. It really stuck with me, you know, because he... Well, she was obsessed by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he brought us so much joy that day, and I was suddenly aware of his absence. Yeah, what if that. he's on a farm, and they abuse him and lock him in a cage? <laughs> and there was every scenario you could possibly imagine. We went through every night thereafter. Yes, yes, maybe a little irrationally, but as I said before, the Florida Trail oh, has its challenges oh, no, in that, never. you know, oh. sometimes you deal with monotony, so you yeah. <laughs> have to deal with your own circular thinking from time to time. Um, but actually, as we, once we finished the trail, we purposed, we had to drive from uh, the panhandle there, from Fort Pickens, to uh, back to his mother's in Sarasota, and we purposely made a detour off into White Springs and Suwanee Springs to see if maybe we had could see this dog that we had because adopted to these I boys. Relentlessly um, heard about it, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> we will take a detour on our very long car ride home, and uh, so we did. Yeah, we never and, and we actually put up a little sign at the nearby gas station in Suwanee Springs and said, you know, we hope that you. You are very happy with Amos, and he's in a loving home. Yeah. And if, if for any reason you can't keep him, here's our phone numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when we, just before we were um, about to come home, you know, we we're still talking about the dog from West said, Springs that, friend, we, that we named Amos. After I said, Amos I have a friend Mises. from high school. She has a rescue, you know, up by us. Let me just ask her, because I'd heard nothing about, you know, the dog and the dog. And, and I'm like... And all of a sudden, bleep, oh, I have the perfect Amos for you. 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, now we're going to adopt a dog. He, he, <laughs> asked, he asked if she had a Treen Walker Coonhound because yeah. we knew that's what the, the stray was. dog was in White Springs. And sure enough, she said, yes, I do. And he's about to be put down in a couple of days. Oh, no. If, if someone will say they'll take him, we can save his life. So we took him and uh, yeah. we now have a dog of her own. Uh, named Amos. <laughs> That's so funny. Because yeah. we were singing the Jerry Reed song. Which I need to go check on. Uh, Amos Moses. Uh, it's about, yeah, you know, Alligator Swamp. And, you know, it was in a movie. And, you know, so I just randomly, out of silliness, would sing the song. And, uh, you know, talking about the guy getting his uh, hand, his arm bit, his off, arm bit off, straight up to the elbow. <laughs> You know, as we're that was our through. Florida Trail yeah, theme song. That was our Florida Trail theme song. And we came back, we did a show, and we played uh, Amos Moses. And so now our dog is named Amos Moses. <laughs> but, and we have the Florida Trail to thank for that. Right. For sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to listen to that song because that sounds like a potentially good uh, mascot song. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot it's of fun. Cool. <laughs> we also sang, what was it, 10,000 Mile? Uh, I would have uh, 500 miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I guess speaking of music, did you, I saw you got to play a guitar once with, uh, with Joan, uh, the Trail Angel. Um, Did you, did you miss playing music at all? Or it seemed, and I I was reading your profile on your Instagram that you had a, you have a really extensive uh, background in music. So, Um, yeah, (laughs) I wish that I wish that I could have brought a guitar with me, but you know, when you're when you're hauling like 35 pounds in the blazing sun of Florida, it's it's rough to haul a guitar with you. But then Joan happened to be like a blues fan, so she knew I was in the Blues Hall of Fame, and she was like, "Well, I just happened to have my son's guitar restrung and reworked, so that we would be here when you now was you know how can we repay you for staying?" And she's like, "Well, you could sing." And here's the guitar. So that was that. That was our barter system. And, you know, it was cute, you know, just seeing her uh, just lit up because, here's right. the, you know, Blues Hall of Fame guy playing in her home. And so that was cool. And then I'm like, wow, I miss playing. And then it happened up in um, uh, with Wilton Quattlebaum in yep. Church, Hillcrest Baptist Hillcrest Church. Baptist. Oh, yeah. All kinds of instruments here. And he's like, mm, sing for your dinner. Okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. That's that's a great barter system. So it worked out to our benefit, you know, in that ways. And then, then you guys got engaged on the trail too. We did. Yeah, yeah it was a very eventful through hike. It was. Yeah. Um, the Suwannee. Well, we were yeah hiking through the Suwannee section on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and of course, neither of us had anything for we each didn't other. Prepare and. You know, the end, December twenty first, be like, oh, we're gonna be out there Valentine's. I mean, pack a gift, you know. So uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, Heather was off scribbling something in the the sand, scribbling a love note, in the a love sand. note, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna scribble a love note right now. But his love note said, my, "Will you marry me?" But yeah, Mike said, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> and she thought it was a joke at first. Well, I couldn't quite believe it because we were in the midst of a 20 mile day we were or no a 22 it's, mile day we were, at mile, day. we were at mile 18 we'd stopped for granola bars you know it, it was just a very full and also ordinary <laughs> day and suddenly the, here was this very non-ordinary and she knew that she had question. an inkling <clears throat> that probably by the end of the hike i would propose to her i did I, 
So, so he surprised me. The element of surprise was in my favor. If I did it at the end of the hike, then you know, that would then she would have kind of known. So right. <laughs> so we hiked on the rest of our four miles, almost the whole way, yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. Celebrated by going off trail about three tenths of a mile to a gas station, got some orange sodas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it was, it was really magical. I mean, I, you know, as a long distance hiker could not imagine any better place to possibly uh, get my proposal. So. No, that sounds incredibly romantic and something that you're going to remember for for years. Somebody day in and day out. And, you know, you figure if I can watch this person do that or, you know, hike with this person all day and sweaty and stinky for five days, we haven't showered or six days. And and still lover, then I'm pretty good, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, long distance hiking together definitely takes your relationship yeah. to another level. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, besides, uh, I guess that moment and maybe that section being you know memorable and one of your favorites. Do you have any other sections of the Florida Trail that stick out as being favorites? You go first. I go first. Uh, let's see. Well, the prairie was one of my favorite sections. It was probably one of the more challenging sections as well, but it was just such a unique region with the <clears> tall grasses and the uh, fields of saw palmetto. And snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so and it was so remote. You know, you really had a feel for I am out here. Um, the live oak canopies and the Spanish moss and it was it was just it was absolutely beautiful um so that was one of my favorite and then actually um and Scott would not agree with me on this but Osceola <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I, I did enjoy Osceola it was incredibly wet incredibly when we went through wet. I mean pretty much wet the whole way um two and a half days of wet but it was in Osceola that I just kind of felt like my uh guard drop and i thought you know what i'm gonna be wet a whole lot on this trail yeah well that was so and yours did too i was very happy those two days you know ankle deep in mud and 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 moss and Mm -hmm. and so i thought well may as well embrace it and i felt like there was an attitude shift for both of us and it it was very magical in osceola too you know i mean you could smell the pine pollen floating on the waters and um Again, you just felt like you were really, you were really out there. Yeah. You were really somewhere remote. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite places? The end. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Tassahatchee into Little Big Econ outside of Orlando was just so picturesque. You know, it was absolutely gorgeous with a river running around it, and the plant life was very full. And it was very peaceful, but also, you know, Big Cypress and uh, the Black Lagoon, you know, you you fear it so much because it's written about like you're going to be waist deep in the, you know, with alligator. And, but something about being in the middle of the Black Lagoon, you're kind of just like, this is freaking beautiful. You yeah. Know? Otherworldly. Yeah. Otherworldly. And then you're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was cool. I enjoyed that. Do you need any advice for future through hikers? Well, there's some gear thing that I would I would say definitely you know uh, keep in touch and make your presence known with the alliance because that's one of your best allies of 
fighting against monotony, but we bought croc leather uh, sandals to wear in the water. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, always worn keen hiking shoes, but not on the Florida Trail, not good at all. I found that the ultra lone peaks, by the time I hit Orlando, I had blister after blister after blister after blister. And I bought the ultra lone peak 4.0s. And I thought that the ball of my feet had fractured Mm. from all the pounding of the pavement and monotony of the Florida trail. And, uh, I bought those and it felt like I was walking on a cloud and they have 850 miles on them now. And I'm still wearing hair. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And they, the breathability and they spread your toes, but the croc sandals with the leather strap, you're able to come out of the mud, switch your shoes, rinse them off, throw them on your backpack again. And then when you got, you know, we kept switching every time we hit water and mud. Yeah, we, came, we did not go through any deep water in our sneakers. Yeah, we came out of Big Cypress glop with this, you know, yeah. uh, clay mud that would, you would never, everyone's like, oh, you throw your shoes away. But these, we rinsed off at the rest area. And, and they them, still look And they still brand look new. brand new. So yeah. those were our best ally. And you need socks. Yeah, to socks wear, with the crust. Socks with them because they rub a little bit, you know. But, okay. Uh, that was our best ally in water because you know then you're not walking five six seven more miles and yeah yeah and then you're getting blisters and your feet are overheating and dot 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 and your shoes stink um so we just wore those and we strapped them on our backpack and then unclipped them and boom there we go put them go through water and that was great you know Right. Yeah, yeah, and and believe what they tell you when they <clears throat> say that you're going to need a warm sleeping bag, even though you're in Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you know, we read that over and over again. We heard that from folks, and we still set out with you know a sleeping bag situation that had worked fine for us in New York uh, in autumn on the long path, but we it was not warm enough. Uh, the the for dampness and humidity <laughs> of the Florida Trail at. 34 degrees or 32 degrees feels much colder feels much colder because it's so bitter and damp mm-hmm. than it does in a in somewhere where it's not so humid and not so dense with water in the air so if you're preparing like well he said 32 degrees so i need a 30 degree bag we found that a 15 degree bag we were like toast and it was great <laughs> it was unbelievable. we it made such a difference we got that in orlando yeah um we ordered a big agnes uh one for two and it was like i was looking forward every day to, be like, <laughs> to get in, get in that yet. sleeping bag um and i guess i would have some some plant advice maybe for folks too if there's folks out there that are thinking about getting to know the florida plants um you know i think on any long distance hike and especially on the florida trail get to know the greens that you may encounter so basically your leafy greens because those are going to be the easiest ones to incorporate into your backcountry meals uh so for us like chickweed was a big one um violet leaves we survived a lot off of nor pesticides and would throw these in and then would throw these wild greens in with our rice or noodle dishes in the evening mm-hmm. add them to our uh cheese sandwiches that we normally yeah. had on bagels or pita yeah. uh at lunchtime um and then also know your first aid plants you know should you get in a bind like longleaf pine is highly antimicrobial usnea um, which is a lichen is excellent for um 
Also as an antimicrobial, it can act like an antibiotic, also an antifungal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, get to know your, your first aid plans as well, because that's what's going to yeah. really help you out. You know, yeah. Most of us, we, we were not out there trying to harvest, you know, hearts of palm. Yeah, right. <laughs> while, we were, while we were through hiking, you know, think about the plants that would be easy yeah, to We had an harvest. extra two hours to harvest hearts of palm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do you guys think you'll be back to do any more botanical explorations in, in Florida or is that... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, another reason why we chose to through hike the Florida Trail this past winter was because we were planning and wintering in and, Florida. And planning on wintering in Florida. Um, so we thought, well, let's let's get to know Florida. Let's get to know its plants. Let's make some friends down there. And, and like we do here, take people out on hikes and herbal explorations and herbal walks yeah. and also assist other hikers if need be, you know, which... Because yeah, the, and we became friends with everybody in the alliance, and they're all cool people. Like, you know, I could mention every one of them, but you know, like Trucker Bob just appearing in the middle of nowhere. He knew we were rounding. I looked at him. Who, what? Hi, I'm Trucker <laughs> Bob. Like, oh my god! You know, hey, what's up? You I think know, he I'm lives gonna... in the trees. Yeah. He lives <laughs> in the trees. I'm going to slack pack you guys today. We're like, what? Well, like, you got a thirty mile roadblock. We're like. Cool. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and you know, it was just amazing, you know, that type and how much that meant to us, we would like to do that for other people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so part of what gives us the flexibility that we have uh is the fact that we have our own business called Hike Local, where we take folks out, do guided plant walks, do herbal workshops, do um presentations on long distance hiking. Uh right now I've I've been doing one on the Florida Trail. Right. Um so we thought in Florida, we could do that very same thing. So when we return annually, and as soon as this winter, yeah. uh, we'll be looking for uh, places to give workshops, presentations, um, do speaking engagements, lead uh, hikes, lead plant walks. Uh, so we're hoping that we can manifest that same, yeah. that same kind of uh, network there. Yeah. In Florida as well. And and I really feel like our through hike too, it's botanically speaking, you know, we had a great survey of the plants, but yeah. I feel like we'll really get to know them that much better once we are able to be down there, you know, day hiking and spending yeah. some time. Yeah, right. You know, right. Spending the whole day on a two mile yeah. section. Yeah, also <laughs> yeah for, right. For, for through hikers, you know, I use the gut hook and she used Sandra Friend's uh, book. You, I would say you absolutely need both of them because there's times in places where you have no cell signal, but the gut hook app goes by your location and you don't need cell phone signal like in the, in the middle of Big Cypress where there's no blazes now um, because of time it had eroded them. I turned on my app and boom, there we were. And then Sandra Friend's book is just ridiculously full of every detail and even... And town information as to what services you can expect there. She was, you know, so supportive. Some plant information on the Facebook page to be like, well, that's been rerouted to here and it'll be X amount of miles around here. And um, we were just like blown away by like, wow. Yeah. Her her knowledge is like, she knows the trail. Her and John (laughs) put together that book or something. And it was like, wow. Okay. this, This is, you know, keeping our hike in motion without having to stop and research ourselves you know, every which way around, whatever closures or, you know, anything, any question. It was like, 
which was great. Yeah. That kept us moving. Well, I'm excited to see you guys spending more time in Florida and I will be excited to see what you guys are exploring and identifying. And I can also, I can give you guys some links and people uh, to follow or to try to connect with that. I, I know are very interested in not just botany, but like Florida ecosystems in general. So if you guys are wanting to, you know, meet up or get, get to know some people and that, that Florida hiker and outdoor community is, is pretty, um, I see diverse and, and kind of tight knit. Like you'll, you'll be like, kind of what you were saying on the Florida trail and, and coming the hikers, you know, running into people, you know, it's just kind of the same situation uh, in that, that community. So I will definitely pass those people on. <laughs> that would be super. Thank you. Missy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe close out with where people can find you online. And if you have any upcoming classes uh, in Pennsylvania that maybe someone's listening and is going to be in that area that they can drop in and, and see you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, so online, you can uh, find find us at www.thebotanicalhiker.blogspot.com. And that's got a wealth of information up there, uh, both about plants, long distance hiking, and then our upcoming uh, schedule uh, as far as activities and events. Uh, we're also on Facebook at uh, Facebook backslash hike local. Um, or facebook.com backslash hike local. And uh, let's see, as far as upcoming events, I have uh, hikes and workshops happening at uh, Crystal Springs Resort in Vernon, New Jersey. Uh, also at the Lodge at Woodlock uh, in Hawley, Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, let's see, got a hike coming up with the Skyland Sierra Club uh, August 24th. And Earlier than that, uh, let's see, another hike July 7th uh, in downtown Milford, where we'll be uh, doing a little walk through the streets, yeah. some urban urban botanizing. Um, and we've always got new things coming up, but that schedule can be found at the, the botanicalhiker.blogspot.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking time to talk to me. And I, uh, I wish... I wish I was going to be able to get to meet you guys in person to pick your brains and, and learn a little bit more, but I'll be following your blog and uh, I'll send my husband over to your Facebook page. I don't do Facebook, but I'm sure he will pick some things up from you guys. Oh, cool. 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 Well, you know, thank you for the, the great questions. You know, yeah. we, we were looking forward to this because. Out of a lot of outlines that have been set, sent to us, or if any outline. Yeah. Uh, if any, Yours that line was nice to have yeah. an idea ahead of time. Um, uh, but great, great questions. Great, great. I'm glad that helped you out. I learned, I, I, my first podcast that I was a guest on, I didn't have an outline. And so I was kind of, I made one for myself beforehand. And so it kind of like was flying by the seat of my pants. And after that, I was like, once I started my podcast, I would realize that getting the outline it helps greatly um, ease yeah. everybody's anxiety. Yeah. So, <laughs> and after being on many, you know, TV show slash radio interviews via music and just being like, uh, yeah, dead air, you know, because I'm trying to think like, wow, uh, how do I say this politically? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, it's nice to know helpful. too that you could do some editing. Uh, yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, so that's easy to do. Language had to be absolutely, you know precise right exactly so, right right yeah <laughs> well thank you guys again and y'all have a uh, wonderful evening and uh i'll see y'all online okay. yeah sounds good thanks misty yep. thank you